You're listening to the Private Practice Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, John Clark, a licensed counselor, helping you get more clients, make more money, and master private practice. And in this episode, I'm sitting down with an alumni uh, from our fully booked training program, uh, Dr. Laura Davis, to talk all about her journey in uh, leaving a group practice and launching a successful private pay practice down in Orlando, Florida. So she's sharing all about what worked, um, the crucial things she did early on, the things she ignored, the things she focused on, um, and everything that you can take away from her experience. So let's dive in. Dr. Laura Davis is a licensed psychologist practicing in Orlando, Florida. She specializes in working with young adults aged 18 to 35 who struggle with feeling anxious, overwhelmed, and unfulfilled, and want to feel calm, confident, and empowered. Laura, welcome to the show. I'm happy to have you. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. How are things in sunny Florida? They are hot and sunny right now. <laughs> no rain at the moment, but I'm sure I'll give it an hour and it'll be pouring. But, you know, that's usual for summertime in Florida. <laughs> are you from Florida? Yeah, originally okay. from South Florida, now in Central Florida. Do you, do you think, do you ever just stop sweating as much as people who are not from Florida or people who are, you know, visiting Florida? I don't a, think so. It's, it's just part of always lifestyle. not sweating. Yeah. <laughs> We get a week of winter in January, which means like 70 degrees instead of like 90, <laughs> but it's fun. I love it. Very cool. Um, so basically, yeah, you know, I'm excited to have you on and basically just talk about you and your practice and your experience and everything in between. So um, maybe fill people in a little bit, maybe expand on, um, you know, who you are and, and, and how you got here. Yeah, sure. So um, I originally am from South Florida that I got my doctorate at uh, Nova Southeastern. And when I was done with my program, um, I did a postdoc at a counseling center and I realized I wanted to go out on my own. So at that point, I had joined a group practice in the area. And, um, you know, that was a great way to kind of start things. But I realized I wanted to do things a little bit more the way I like to do them. And I was like, all right, well, that means I'm going to be my own business owner. So I moved out on my own. Um, let's see. Now, that was May of last year. So about a year and some change. And when I was first getting started, it was hard to start to get people in. I'm not on any insurance panels. I'm self-pay. And there's quite a few um, colleges in the area that have therapy programs. So it is a pretty saturated market as well. Mm. Um, so I know that I needed to get some extra help to you know, really kind of step up my game. And that's what led me to these different programs. Cool. So, um, and, and when exactly did, did you start your practice? I started it completely on my own. It was May of, I guess that would be 2018. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and did some, did you have some clients from the group practice that went with you or? Yeah, I brought a handful over with me. They were very understanding. They're very supportive. They're like, yeah, go do your thing. They were very insurance based. I wanted to be more self pay. So that was just uh, where we parted in that. But they're a wonderful group. I just wanted to do something um, a little bit more in line with my values. 
cool. Mm-hmm. What was what were your earliest experiences in private practice like, and what was um, what what was most challenging toward the beginning? Yeah, I think what was the most challenging. So I did have a handful that came with me, but it was getting more people in my door. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, trying to build a website, trying to like network and do all these things that you're supposed to do, but it really wasn't giving me much traction. I would go to these like networking events and try to connect with other therapists and get that network going, but it never really produced any results. So I was like, I was doing all this stuff. I was expending a lot of time and energy and nothing was kind of coming back in return. And so that's what kind of led me more to getting more proficient in internet marketing because I knew I work with young adults. We're online. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew I had to go. <laughs> Got it. Did yeah. anything surprise you early on? Any, or any, any challenges that you didn't see coming early on or that you um, that really stood out? Yeah, I would say learning, learning all the business stuff, but learning how to build a website. I had zero experience with that. Absolutely none. I had hired a friend of a coworker of my husband. I was like, oh yeah, he'll do it. He'll like set it all up. And when I got it, I was like, this is not what I wanted at all. So I had to completely wipe out the whole thing. And through pretty much YouTube, I taught myself how to build a website. So got it. it can be done. <laughs> yeah, That's the problem with outsourcing things, right? Is that um, if you don't know what you want from something or from someone that's doing something for you, the the outcome is usually not very good, especially if people haven't worked with therapists before. They don't, they tend to not have a really good idea of what we need. And, and as the, the, the client, you know, outsourcing the thing, we usually just, we don't know what to ask for really. Right. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I was like, okay, well you can build it. You've built, you know, websites before that have done really well. So, but then when I got it back, I was like, oh no, <laughs> this <laughs> is what I wanted. <laughs> but it was great because it taught me how to do it. And I like to be in control. That's part of my personality. So, <laughs> you know, I wanted to have a hand in it and figure out how, and it gave me a good sense of confidence too. It was like, well, yeah, I can do this and I'm able to build this. And if I need to make changes, I can go and do that myself. I don't Mm -hmm. have to contact anyone else and wait and approve. And I know what I want it to look like in my head instead of trying to, you know, convey that to someone else. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was a a huge benefit, Mm -hmm. even though it was a lot of learning. (laughs) Of course. Mm -hmm. It's It's a lot of learning and it probably stops a lot of therapists from moving forward. But then once you learn it, um, first of all, it's usually not as hard as, you know, we think it's going to be. And then second of all, it actually ends up saving you time and money later. Um, and especially money again, outsourcing something that, that you can do yourself. Um, and I, you know, and feel good about doing yourself. That's the other thing is that if you can endure the, the challenges and the stresses and feeling really new at something again, um, you can actually feel even more proud when you get success in your business, because you know that you, you are completely responsible for it. Exactly. Um, on the other side of the coin, if if it doesn't go well, then you're responsible for that too. Which is <laughs> again going back to the outsourcing thing. Some people they end up in that situation. This they're just blaming the you know the outsourced <laughs> company or the website company or whatever. But in reality, mm-hmm. they you know they they probably should blame themselves a little bit more. 
Right, right. Yeah, and it's just a different value. I just wanted to be able to go in and change something and make it myself. And, you know, I like tinkering around and figuring things out. So, Mm. you know, and I didn't have many clients at the time. So I was like, well, let me try to figure this out. So, you know, trying to use my time wisely. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. So um, in terms of the things that have had the biggest impact on your business and getting to where you're at now, what, what's, um, what's, what's been most helpful? And we have to mention our friend, Laura Long. (laughs) Yes, of course. I love Laura Long. Who does it? (laughs) So that was the first program, um, for, uh, private practice therapists that I did. And I did that, um, a year ago now. Um, I did some one-on-one stuff with her and then Mm -hmm. I did her program and that did a really good job of like setting up my systems, yeah. getting kind of a really good foundation, also beginning stages of feeling more confident in my copywriting on my website. Mm-hmm. That was a, a huge boost there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I saw some good results for that, but it still was bringing more people in because I had, mm-hmm. you know, a few more people, but still finding um, a way to people to see all the work that I have done. Cause that was the problem. I was like, okay, I have a really good foundation. Now I want people to see it. Yeah. So that's when I found you and your program. And that was a really good fit because like I said before, my market it is really online. Yeah. Um, more so than probably other niches. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, went on, did that took that leap because I was like, oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is another thing I have to learn, but it's going to be worth it. Yeah. And it really was. And that well, what if it that... doesn't work? Right. It's, yeah. Yeah, the, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if I waste time and money and, you know, exactly. three months from now, whatever, I'm still exactly in the same place. There's that fear too. Okay. That's a real fear of committing Absolutely. to a, yeah, a program or getting any help, okay. help of any kind. Sure. Mm. Yeah. So then going through your program, the the biggest change was a a couple of things really is, so I already had a pretty good website, but really kind of uh, forming it to how people really use websites and kind of paring it down more. I had a lot of stuff kind of Mm. going on because I think I got into this space of like, well, the thing I can control most is my website. So I would go in there and like poke at it all the time. <laughs> so a big yep. thing I learned in your program was just like, let stop it sit tinkering. there. Like, yeah. Stop. <laughs> no touch it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a big thing. But what really changed everything was the ads portion mm-hmm. that brought so many people to actually see it. Mm-hmm. And I think the surprising part with that is it really brought in my ideal clients, which are the young adults. And, um, through the process too, I switched it from being very obviously niched on my website to a little bit more, not completely general, but like yep. the copy is still very young adult focused. The pictures are young adult, the branding is young adult. Um, but it wasn't as like, this is a page for young adults, but I'm getting young adults, no. uh, just because of the environment that is set up on my website. So I thought that was Crucial. really Crucial, mm-hmm. because uh, yeah, and some some folks would say like, um, again, there's this pressure and this kind of um, uh, rumor of sorts that you need to niche down super 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 narrow. Uh, in fact, we just did a solo episode on this, where uh, you know I'm seeing a lot of therapists who are actually niche down too narrow, or at least too <laughs> narrow to get the results they want in the time that they want. So if, if I were to land on your homepage and it says, you know, for young adult 
women ages 18 to 22 and a half, well, that's great right. if those are the people landing, you know, day in and day out. But if it's not, it's it's not that you won't get full. It's just it's going to take a lot longer for those adult, you know, young adult females between 18 and 22 and a half to, to find you. And that's so, right. yeah, so, so widening that a little bit and speaking to you know, your, your potential clients through other things as well. Everything from your tagline, your copy, your imagery, et cetera, even just how you present yourself, how you kind of start that relationship is, is crucial. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think that the two together of the ads plus having a really solid website is mm. key because you can throw ads all day long. You'll yeah. bring people there, but the website is going to make them convert. Yeah. And I think that's exactly. kind of the biggest part of it too, with both yours, your program and uh, Laura's program, mm-hmm. really having that foundation. Yeah. Well, and then, and then you have to convert too, right? So it's, it's, um, you have to have the right amount of traffic. You have to have your website doing the conversion and then you have to do the conversion as well. All right, pardon the interruption, internet crashed, but we're going to dive back in. Laura was talking about how you have to have a good uh, website as a foundation to your marketing. And then I was about to say, yeah, so your website has to convert and then you have to convert as well. And then the internet broke, but now it's fixed. (laughs) We're so good we broke the internet. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, but there is truth to that, that we, you know, we have to convert as well. So there are like so many pieces down this line to get, you know, clients from searching therapists near me to getting them in your door. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and I also want to go back to the tinkering part, because this is, I feel like we could do a whole episode on this. And in fact, with a lot of the students in Fully Booked, I get that question a lot, or I get a lot of therapists going, hey, I changed 10 different things on my site this week and it's not working or it's not working yet or I'm not getting calls yet. Should I keep changing them? Right. Or so I changed 10 more things. It's one of the worst things you can do. Right. And I think especially when you're not as busy as you'd like to be or not as full as you'd like to be and you don't know what's working or not working, the, the inclination is just to start tinkering with things, changing so many variables. And when you do that, um, you have no idea what works. If you do start to get calls or clients or whatever. Um, so the harder thing to do is to just commit to what you have for, let's say, 30 days, you know, mm-hmm. to study your numbers, to trust it, okay. and then to make thoughtful adjustments or one or two adjustments at a time. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was probably one of the hardest parts because I had been tinkering for so long <laughs> just because it was out of like, well, I can play around with this and see what happens and add a little bit here and flip this here. And and it was just like, all right, let it sit. And that was hard for me to mm-hmm. come to that point. And, um, you know, but, <clears throat> excuse me, but I think it's good that we um, with this program, like tracking everything too. Mm-hmm. And that's not something I had done before either. So that was helpful to, you know, kind of really see what was performing and, and where like hiccups were happening and trying to kind of diagnose issues that way. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's hard to leave things alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. And, and so then when you were starting to get more, more potential clients on the phone, what was it like to handle those phone calls or how, how are those phone calls going? Mm-hmm. Um, the phone calls were going pretty well. Um, I have a pretty good conversion rate once I get them on the phone. Mm-hmm. 
you know, just kind of, I use like a consultation form um, that they fill out beforehand. So I kind of know going in what their concerns are. And, um, you know, so I can already try to meet them where they're at and kind of give them some hope as far as what's to come with therapy. So that helps my conversion once they're on the phone. Cool. Mm-hmm. And, and what about talking about your fees? Was that something that, um, what, what was it like to start doing that, especially coming from a group practice or in a mostly insurance-based practice? So what was it like to not only set your fees, et cetera, but then to start, you know, talking about them with potential clients on that, those phone calls? Sure. I think it was just exposure about talking about them <laughs> and uh, continuing to just kind of put it out there, mm. not having any hesitation in my voice and just saying that this is my fee and, you know, kind of going along with whatever point in the spiel that it is yeah. and, you know, just having that be okay. And one thing I'm a little bit different on is that I do keep my fees on my website. I know mm-hmm. that is uh, something that's a little bit controversial. Um, but for me, one, not everyone gets to that page, which is interesting because yeah. I still get the question all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it also brings in people who are more serious yeah. about it. So, yeah. um, and then they kind of know when I say like, okay, this is my fee. They're like, yeah, I know I saw it on the website or yeah, yeah no problem. I'm already connected. So let's, let's do this. I'll find a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that most people are, you know, reading that fee. So they're at least a bit informed when they get on the phone with you, um, you know, versus, uh, you know, if you just wanted to simply get people on the phone and then talk about your fees toward the end, you could always mm-hmm. re- remove those. And yeah, there's there's no right or wrong way to do it, you know, yeah. with the fees on the website thing. It's, um, I think it is a matter of, well, in, in general, you know, my rule of thumb is if you're not, if you're not full, take them off. Or if you want to get more clients, take them off, knowing that your conversion rate on those calls is going to be a bit lower because you're yeah. going to even get to the end of that call and it's going to be a really good fit. And then you're going to have to say, this is my fee and oh yeah, I don't take insurance. Here's mm-hmm. what the reimbursement process is like. And so mm-hmm. you're going to get, you're potentially going to get more no's that way. Whereas if you have them on your site, you're potentially getting more people kind of self-selecting. And so um, mm-hmm. they'll often call and know about the fee or know about the insurance thing um, and be right. a bit more informed. But then again, you could get a few less calls, you know, mm-hmm. in that regard, because they are kind of self-selecting. Sure. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So what else has been um, like the, the biggest things for you or what else is, um, what, what have you been learning lately? So now that you went through the, you know, you went through Laura's course, which is a lot about, you know, good foundations, good systems, which all that stuff is crucial because mm-hmm. if you don't have that stuff before you start to scale and grow your business, then your systems are crap and <laughs> you have right. a lot of pain points and stressors and you don't really know how to run the business, even if you have all the clients in the world. And then right. our program helps you get clients. Um, mm-hmm. So you went through those and we are pleased to say those are a good, it's a good combination uh, of, of programs to go through. And then, but since then, like what, what have you been learning lately and what's been helping? Yeah, I think lately it's trying to, since my schedule is pretty much full now, it's just trying to manage that. And like, as I still am getting some more consultations, okay, like where to put them? When do I like start turning people away? Do I do a waiting list? Do I just keep referring out, kind of figuring out that and, you know, how to kind of fit everybody in, but not 
burn myself out. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of more the nuances of of growing and scaling your practice, right? Those things of really making it work for you in your life, uh, your lifestyle, um, mm. versus in that kind of startup phase, that kind of you know kickstart phase where you're just focused on growing as as much as yeah. you know as fast as possible. Yeah. yeah. And I think a big part of that too was really kind of sticking to um, an ideal schedule. And that mm. was something that Laura teaches too of like, where do you really want to see clients? And at the beginning, I was like, well, I'm not doing anything else. So I'll just like schedule them anywhere. Which- yeah. Whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But now that it's more busy and I don't want like big gaps and everything. So yeah. I've really tried to be more protective of my schedule. So now I'm mm-hmm. taking like Mondays off and, and half day Fridays and kind of. Uh, fitting people in like three and a half days a week, which is really great. So I can have other time to do administration or other tasks and projects that I would like to work on. Love it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you're, when you're, um, when you're not full yet, the temptation is sometimes to, you you know, get on the phone with a potential client and you say, Oh, you can come anytime on Friday. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I'll be sitting patiently in my office from nine to five on Friday. You can just Uh pick your time. (laughs) It's not a very good way to, you know, to demonstrate or to talk about your practice, even if you are that, you know, (laughs) that empty, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Well, what else is missing from the conversation or, um, or we can get to, to, my kind of big final question, which is if there's one thing you wish every therapist knew, no pressure, uh, what would it, what would it be? <laughs> um, I really, it was, it was hard to kind of narrow it down because I had a couple of thoughts. You can do two but if I you have think, to. <laughs> if I have to. Um, I think just overall, like the biggest probably umbrella sort of thing is don't be afraid to like go into a program and get this help. I think in the beginning too, and especially when I was at the the group practice trying to figure this out, it was a lot of piecing it together, taking a lot of like free courses and seeing what other people are doing. And it was just information overload that I didn't know where to go. So pure analysis paralysis, um, because I like to gather so much information and then it's like, well, I don't know where to go from here. Mm. Um, So really kind of like, all right, I'm trusting in these people. They have good results and just going for it. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That's very well said. And, and it's hard to do, right? Because there is an abundance of free stuff out there. But if you're not implementing and you're not following, well, it's it's extremely hard to consolidate and synthesize all the free information out there in the world. and. Yeah create, you know, a, a, a concrete plan for you and your business. And that's exactly what, you know, our program does is is that, is it narrows it all down. It says, hey, ignore these million things and focus mm-hmm. on these five things. And don't, you know, don't don't pull your head up until you've done it um, mm-hmm. and, and, and started getting results. So that's, that's awesome that you're able to do that and see that value because it's, it also gives you permission again to ignore a lot of the stuff or just to say, hey, I'm, I know there's more information out there or I know I could learn more, but right now I'm learning these things and these yeah. programs with this support and I'm sticking to it. It's really hard for us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's so much out there yeah. and everyone has a different opinion and you're like, okay, well, what's the right one? Is there a right one? <laughs> and so you can just kind of get frozen in that. Yeah. So choosing something and really sticking to it, like you said, and just really kind of going all in Mm. and implementing everything and not just kind of like, well, I did most of it or I did part of it, really kind of trying it wholly. Mm -hmm. I think 
made a difference too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Jumping both feet first, yeah. Awesome. We talked about how you know your um, your website has to be absolutely dialed in to get results, even if you know we help you get people to the website. And so mm-hmm. um, you have a bit of a special offer for um, for our listeners that uh, I'm excited for you to, to tell folks about. I do. So I am offering free homepage uh, reviews. So what I will do is I will video myself going through your homepage. And from top to bottom, I will let you know the, the good, bad, ugly in between, how to tweak it, how to make it even more awesome to, to you know, get clients to convert um, using what I've learned through the Fully Booked program. I'm offering a limited number of spots, so we're going to tag the link here and uh, make sure to jump on that, and it's going to be awesome. Perfect. So the link we're going to, um, we're just going to send you to privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash Laura, L-A-R-A, uh, mm-hmm. not con- not to be confused with with our Laura, L-A-U-R-A. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so com forward slash Laura, L-A-R-A. Um, and we're going to put that link in the um, in the show notes, of course, as well. So, um, Laura, this has been wonderful, super helpful stuff. And um, again, just an example of, you know, if you stick to it and follow a plan, you get results yeah. and can have a nice practice, can build a nice practice for yourself. So thanks yeah. for, for coming on today and also dealing with uh, us breaking the internet. And <laughs> <laughs> I just appreciate, uh, you know, your time and everything. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. All right. See you soon. See ya. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a fun conversation for me, and I think a lot of uh, a lot of great advice for you all out there uh, working to grow and scale your private practice. Um, if you want to get results like Laura, all you have to do is go to privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash get clients. That's privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash get clients. No spaces. Um, to learn more. You can watch the free training and learn more, and then you can join our program and uh, get results like Laura did. I hope this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Thanks for being here as always. We'll see you again next Wednesday for another great episode. Until then, take care of yourselves, and I'll see you very soon. Cheers. Cheers.